today is today is driver uh broadcasts. Uh, uh, if you want to go to our website slash slash driver broadcast dot com. Now we uh today's topic is uh, uh residential schools. Uh, first, we will talk about the daily routine. School days begin early, usually with a bell that reminds students to dress and attend chapel. Students then perform chores, usually referring to as fatigue duty before breakfast. Breakfast, like all meals, was Spartan consumed hurriedly in a ref- refectory and followed be. By three hours of classes, or a period of work before breaking for lunch, the afternoon schedule followed a small, similar pattern. Pattern including either classes or work, followed by more chores before supper. Time was also set aside for recreation, usually in the afternoon or evening. Some schools had small. Libraries, while many schools offer organized sports as well as musical instruction, including chores and brass bands. The evening closed with parade, and bedtime was early. It was a highly regimented system. Weekends varied the routine by remaining classes. But Sunday usually means more time spent on religious, religious observance. Until the 1950s, holidays for many of the students include periods for of of work and play at the school. Only from the 1960s until the schools routinely send children home for holidays. Next, we will talk about. Abuse at residential schools. While some staff try to be good inst- instructors and personal surrogates, the institutional setting the and the volume of work defeated even the best of intentions impact impacts and correction to often give way to excessive punishment. Including physical abuse, in some cases, children were heavily beaten, chained, and or confined. Some of the staff were sexual predators, predators, and many students were sexually abused when allegations of sexual abuse were brought forward by students, parents, or staff. The response by government and church officials was at best inadequate. The police were seldom contacted, and even if government to church or church officials said that the complaint had merited, the response was often simply to fire the perpetrator. As other times, they allowed the officer. To keep teaching, um, the last one we will talk healthy death and disease. On the third, on the third, and、uh, 
Marner said the students were particularly vulnerable to diseases such as tuberculosis and influenza, including the Spanish flu epidemic of 1918-1919. Food was slow in quantity and poor in quality, in large part due to concerns about cost. cost. With limited funding, schools were instructed to observe the strictest economy in all particulars. particulars. In general, school menus seem to have been both maintenance and nutritionally inadequate, according to Rosie Johnston, who attended the residential school in Spanish. Ontario, he was served much, 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 sometimes empty, sometimes watery, with maintenance regularity every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And next, we will interview. Next, we will interview a a person, a person who survival. Who survived in, uh, the, in residential the residential schools? Residential school system uh, took away my, lang- my language, my culture, and, and uh, my identity. I'm a residential school survivor from the Cree community of Muswaku, Ontario. My mom and dad were hunters and trappers, and we Survive off, survive off the land. Cree was spoken around the house. Was pretty much it. And uh, I went to residential school. I went to residential school when I was seven years old. The Department of Indian Affairs had a policy, and every uh, child had to attend uh, residential school. So my parents uh, would go to jail if I didn't go. To, if I didn't go, to, uh, if I didn't go to school. And I attended uh, Bishop Horton Hall Indian Residential School, and I also went to uh, Chinwak Hall Residential School in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Residential school survivors were uh, harshly disciplined. Uh, what happened to me was uh, I uh, was physically abused by a supervisor. We were told uh, not, to, not to pass food around in the dining room to other students. I got caught passing the slice of bread, and uh, I was uh, severely punished by by the supervisor. I don't think all the survivors, all the supervisors, our staff, teachers were were bad. Uh, this was a barbecue. They were having a barbecue for for the for the, these are. This is my hockey team. That was when we won the championship uh, in the winter of 1963. So they treated us with uh, hot dogs and hamburgers and uh, marshmallows, and uh, we had a great time. I became became an alcoholic around 20 <coughs> around 20 years of age. Yeah. Many survivors uh, use alcohol for native people, use alcohol or substances 
as a coping mechanism um, to block your emotions and feelings. People are left with uh, uh, a sense of belonging. You want <coughs> you want to find your uh, you want to find your sense of belonging and uh, identity. First, I um, had to sober up. I been sober for 25 years, so I went, back, I went back to my traditions, my culture, and uh, that's where I found my identity. Well, um, I think uh, the non-Indigenous people or Canadians uh, need to become need to become allies, separate allies with the uh, First Nations, Indigenous people, and then and learn about the history of uh, the true history of Canada. Uh, for uh, for now, we learn a lot about uh, you know uh, we learn a lot about uh, residential schools, uh, and how the residential schools look like. But more importantly, uh, why the residential school is built? Well, that is a coming up questions. And uh, um, the residential schools is uh, is built in nineteen uh, seventies. Well, the reason well the reason is the reason to build residential schools is uh, is to uh, is to like to get land from First Nation people in uh, in order for government uh, to ha uh, to have the land to build the railways. Well, that is um for treaties and uh, and uh, you know it's like um it's like uh, first uh, when, but actually uh the beginning of the story is. Uh, uh, Canadian Prime Minister at that time wanted to build a railway in BC, which has lots of pe people uh, in BC at that time. And then, uh, uh, and then, like, First Nation didn't agree, although they has, like, uh, lots of, like, benefit can bring, uh, economic benefit can bring to First Nation, but First Nation is see the land as a symbol of the god and uh, so they didn't agree and can canada like is a uh, canada prime minister at that time is a dreamer uh, on the land of its dreams uh, canada and um, well and then canada prime ministers uh, like uh, uh, continue to be like ignored what's thinking about the First Nation people they still build the railways although like uh, in uh, close to BC and although like uh, although First Nation people didn't agree with them well well that was the coverage that is how cowboy is you can know other people's uh, uh, advice and uh, do what you want to do do your dreams and yeah that is part of very black histories or i mean back uh, back histories uh uh and uh
we talk when we talk about residential schools, it is like uh, many people maybe will think it was uh, far from history, but you know, um, I mean, uh, residential schools uh, was and then like First Nation people, um, First Nation people start to fight. That killed the 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 railways, uh, railways uh, uh, uh for Canadians and uh, to use booms, uh, uh not the TM T, not the TMB or or nuclear weapons, uh, uh seriously, and uh, but uh, I mean and then like uh, Canada government was very angry they have a deci- decisions after come after which is the residential schools that is why residential schools build and uh, the residential schools build you know like uh, the residential schools uh, the, re- the reason government want to build residential schools is because uh, they want to force First, the thinking of the First Nations. Uh, actually, First Nations want to fight with residential schools at first, but a hero called the Bear in First Nations. See, he know if First Nations fights uh, with the ca- Canadian government at that time, there has less hope, but more caring. And he was a hero. He make relationship between white and first nation better and uh, but he die he dies after he go to he put be put in the prison yeah he like uh, he be put in the prison and then um, by governments later on and he dies soon after he go went out the prisons and first nation start first na- the first nation is like for a long time first nation people has no right to vote until 1960s like first nations uh, women have the right to vote and in 19 uh, in late 1970s to the early to the early 1980s a group of uh, First Nation says no. That is not enough for us. We need to, sh- we need uh, to shut down the residential schools. And I think that was good because residential school is bad. Uh, and uh, you know, um, I think uh, uh, we need. Uh, uh, I think uh, and and then like, but at the beginning of that event is Canadian government want to become uh want First Nation people uh to uh join in the public schools, but First Nation people say that is enough, and then and later on they negotiate with government and government gives them the right to education their their children later. That is the first movement, uh, uh, like freedom, free, uh, like the mo- first uh, social movement for First Nation people in Canada, uh, in 20th century. And uh, it's still, 
it still impact the lots of uh, I mean lots of decision made in nineteen sixteen and seventeen eighties still impact today. Actually, at that time, I think Pierre Dentourto was the prime minister of Canada. He was a he was a person wants First Nation also have the rights, and he want he wants the he want everyone has equal human rights. That is what I agree with him. Uh, at final. Uh, uh, hi, uh, uh, can I interview you uh, for first nation, uh, for residential schools? You have class right now, so you have oh. to come after school. Oh, okay. Okay? Okay. okay. I'll be here. Okay. Okay? Oh, but uh, I was recording. Well, you have to pause. You have to oh. pause right now, Perry. Pause your recording. Oh. Uh, 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 what's, what's your point of view of, uh, of uh, residential schools? Um, I think residential schools are awful. Oh, yeah. Systematically taking children and yeah. trying to remove their attachment to their family, their culture, their language is an atrocity in Canadian history. It's something we should make every effort to learn more about, um, to hear more stories, to share in the memories of the people that were lost and um, to try to be as educated as possible so that we can ensure that okay. uh, this doesn't happen again. Okay. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Uh, what's your point of view about the uh, residential schools? <laughs> it's a great way to learn independence. Uh, anything more? Are we talking about residential schools now? Uh, or in the past? Uh, in the past, like for First Nations. Oh, okay, yeah. Very unfortunate. Very unfortunate. Um, the viewpoint is it's a negative viewpoint. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thanks. That's it? Yeah. They took children, my understanding is yeah. they took children from uh, their families. Yeah. And for that to happen in a first world country like Canada, I, I, I think it was wrong. Okay. So. Okay. I don't have much more of a comment than that. Okay, thanks. Thanks.